Hello everyone, welcome back to a, another podcast episode of Single Plus, also known as Days with Daria. Thank you all so much for tuning in on today. And for today's topic, I was really thinking and something that just keeps coming back to mind. So I'm going to title this Actively Waiting. Now, as singles, men and women, we've heard everyone say, you know, just wait on God. It'll happen when you least expect it. And if you talk to couples, let's say you have some married friends in your circle who you look up to, who encourage you, and they usually say, you know, it happened when I least expected it. And I never quite got that phrase because I'm thinking, okay, what does that mean? Or when you ask them, how did you know that, you know, your spouse was it? And they're just like, when you know, you know. And it's like all these things, it's like, what do you mean? But until we get there, there is no reason why you should feel like you have to just wait idly or do nothing as you wait for a spouse to come into your life if that is a desire of yours. And not everybody wants to be married. And don't feel bad if you don't want to be married. Some of us are called to singleness. And Paul even talks about it in the New Testament where he's like, look, I kind of am rooting for y'all to stay single because you're getting, you know, you're giving and rather your full attention to God, undivided devotion, and your life is dedicated to him and his service. Whereas when you're married, that attention is split. Now, if you're in a godly relationship, then the benefit of that is you and your spouse are both pursuing Christ because you both love Christ. You both want him pleased in your lives. That's why the Bible says don't be unequally yoked because if you're with somebody that's not on fire for God, they're not walking in their calling, or let's say they are a Christian, but they're carnal. Let's say they are saved, but they don't mind backsliding. They're like, oh, it's not big of a deal. God knows my heart. And they take no responsibility. They're not bearing fruit. That is what is dangerous. That is what can be detrimental and heartbreaking because that is not God's best for you. But when I talk about actively waiting, some of us wonder, well, what am I supposed to do? It's like, how do I use this time, you know, wisely and, you know, steward it well until I make the transition? Well, one, your relationship with the Lord. So some of these points may sound familiar, but I think it is good to reiterate because some of us forget We get tired. It can feel like, God, when is it going to happen? I don't understand. I just feel like, you know, it's been forever. But one, focus on your relationship with the Lord. That is key. How does that look like practically? Well, how often have you read your Bible this week? Whether you read it and you open the actual book, whether you listen to it on your phone with the Bible app, or if you read it through the Bible app. How have you been in God's word this week? And if you can't remember, open your Bible. That's your clue, okay? Another thing, how often have you prayed this week? Now, I'm not saying, you again, you don't have to spend eight hours, 16 hours in your prayer closet every day. Now, if God tells you to do that because you're fasting, that's different. But usually the majority of us have jobs that we're working, whether it's from home or outside of the home. So we can't spend eight hours in our prayer closet face down, you know, praying in the spirit. That's not in a sense something that we can do, but you can talk to God on your way to work while you're in traffic. And instead of you getting mad at the person that cuts you off, why not pray a blessing over that person? Like, Lord, I'm trying to hold myself because this person cut me off and then they flip me off. But Holy Spirit, I choose to let this go because if I say something, that's just being petty. And God, you know how the world is today because now folks want to pull out a gun for every little thing. I mean, hit somebody in the parking lot and it leads into a fight. So 
yeah, you can talk to God. You can get that real. You can get that practical. Okay. This is a relationship. You know, when was the last time that you just sat and worshiped? Some of us are just so, so busy. We're on the go all the time. Even with the pandemic, you know, things are opening up. So people are going places and people are traveling again. But when was the last time that you took the time to say, you know what, God, I'm just going to play some worship music and I'm just going to sit. And I'm going to listen and hear what it is you have to say. Or God, you know what? I'm not even going to ask anything from you. I'm just going to sit here, play this worship song or play this, you know, playlist of worship music. And I'm just going to sit in your presence and I'm just going to listen. What is it you want to say to me or me just spend time with you? We don't have to say anything. I don't have to say anything. God, I'm not asking for you to bless me with anything. I just want to be with you. When was the last time that you did that? Again, some of us are just so on the go that we're not taking the time with our first love, which should be Jesus, which should be Holy Spirit. So that's the first relationship that you want to tend to. That's the relationship that you want to make sure that it's strong and that it's solid. That is something that we take for granted. We really do. And I'll be the first to admit that if I'm not careful, I can get caught up in a routine or I can get caught up in thinking, well, I got to do this and I got to do that. And God has convicted me, not necessarily to spend more time with him, but he's like, Daria, when you are with me, don't let your mind wander as to, okay, well, after I finish my devotional, I need to do this. Like, no, focus. <laughs> it's like, so it's more about quality than quantity. It may be five minutes that you have for the day, but make sure that those five minutes are focused. Make sure that those five minutes you're being, you're being intentional with those five minutes. Like God, I'm not going to focus on anything but you. And sometimes I have to tell myself that as I'm reading through the Bible, as I'm reading through my devotional plan, as I'm listening to a Bible study teaching, I have to tell myself, okay, Lord, help me to focus. This is with you. This is my time with you. Help me just to stay focused on you. Help me not to get distracted. I'll get to the other things later. Right now you're what's important. So that's something that has to be practiced, but your relationship with God must come first. It has to. Another thing to do as you're actively waiting is work on you. This is a time for you to work on you. So whether that's you getting into Christian counseling, if that's something that you believe that you need to do, whether it's you just taking the time for yourself, whether you're trying a different hobby, or let's say you've never pursued your passion. What is it that you're passionate about? Yeah, you may be working a nine to five right now, but is that what you really want to do for the rest of your life? When was the last time you wrote out a vision for yourself? Like, God, this is what I want to do. God, this is what I believe that you're calling me to. Maybe he is calling you to start a business. Maybe he is calling you to start a podcast like he did me back in 2019. Maybe he is calling you to write a book. Maybe he wants you to share your testimony and your story. Maybe he wants you to start a community. Um, Maybe he wants you to start like a a community on Facebook where you start a Facebook group and you're just encouraging people. I don't know what that may be for you. But take the time to get to know you and get to know what God wants you to do. And the only way you can find that out is to be in his presence and to see, God, where are you leading me? God, what are my gifts? I'm going through a study, I've said it before, about activating and discovering your spiritual gifts. We are on day 12. And with this 15-day study, it is really opening my eyes once again to the spiritual gifts. And I find myself asking now, it's like, Lord, you know, what is it that you've given me? What gifts have what gifts and talents have you blessed me with? Maybe I knew of them, but I really wasn't fully aware of what you gave me. And sometimes we don't know what we have. That's how the enemy gets over on us because we don't know what we have. The best thing that we have as our tool, as our weapon is the word of God, but we don't use it. Like I said, we don't open our Bibles. We get caught up on what's on TV, what's on the news. We're caught up on social media, scrolling. 
And I'm guilty. If I'm not careful, I can find myself scrolling through Instagram and it's not doing anything. Now, if I see a post that I find that speaks to me, that's fine. But just scrolling just to be scrolling or reading irrelevant trash on social media news, it's like, it's like, God bless these celebrities, but some of us are too overly involved with these celebrities. It's like, <laughs> okay, don't try to live vicariously through other people. God has called you. God has called you for a certain purpose for such a time as this. So you discover your passions. You discover your dreams. What is something you've always wanted to do, but you never felt like you could? What is something that you've always wanted to accomplish? Maybe you do want to go back to school and finish your degree. Maybe you did drop out. Like, you know what? I want to go back and I want to finish. Or maybe, like I said, maybe you started a project but never finished it. Maybe it is a business idea. Maybe it is a course. Let's say you want to put together a course and start an online business. And you're like, you know what? I want to find my niche. I want to find my right audience. So I want to put together a course for whatever topic or whatever it is that you want to share do that now. I'm not saying that you can't do it once you get into a relationship or once you're married, but right now you have your, God has your full attention. He should at least. Right now you have this time to maximize. How are your finances? How are you taking the time to build your finances, stewarding your finances, not just spending money recklessly? Now, I'm not saying that it's not okay to splurge and treat yourself every now and then, but are you spending money recklessly just to be spending it? Or are you being a steward over your finances? Are you tithing? Are you giving your first fruits back to God? Like God, your word says that if I bring the tithes into the storehouse so that there would be meat in your house, your word says that I can prove you. In other words, test you. You'll rebuke the devourer for my sake. So God, I'm giving you my tithe. Or God, you know what? I'm going to put money back in a savings account or an emergency fund. You know what, God? I'm going to start looking into retirement. I'm going to start looking into how can I invest my money wisely so that when I, God willing, you know, past the age of 65, I won't have to worry about trying to still work. I can just retire and live off the money that I've saved because I've made the investment and my kids can go to college without having to worry about taking out student loans. Looking at how, how are your finances? How can you better steward that? That's something that I have been challenged to do in terms of saving more and really and, and just really taking um, more responsibility for that. It's, it's not like I was it, but just being more intentional with it. And there are resources for that. Like Dave Ramsey, if you want to look into him, Anthony O'Neill, he's a great resource in terms of financial advising. I don't know how that may look for you. You may be thinking, well, I don't have the money to invest in that right now. Well, maybe not, but start off small. There are plenty of free resources online that you can type in how to save money or how to make this investment or how to do this and look and check to see what are legit resources for you to use and look into because that's going to play a part in your marriage finances that is something that I have heard to be another cause of divorce is finances one is a huge 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 spender the other one is a penny pincher and doesn't want to spend nothing so you need to make sure that you have your finances together and if you have debt how can you pay it off let's say it is student loan debt let's say there is credit card debt whatever it may be how are you using this time to in a sense, get on not the better track. I can't even think of where I'm looking for right now. But anyway, how how can you use this time again to use it wisely, to be better, to grow, to be in a better place for your spouse, not just financially, not just spiritually, but emotionally. And again, as I mentioned with Christian counseling, you know that is a great eye opener to help you become more self aware to know 
why you do what you do. Like, why do you pop off at the mouth when people say something to you? Why are you easily offended? Why are you the first, you know, to interrupt somebody? It's like, you may feel like, well, I have to interrupt because if not, I don't feel hurt. Or, you know, I get an attitude because this happened to me in my childhood or whatever. It's like, are you self-aware to be like, you know what, God, I'm noticing some unhealthy patterns here and I want to work on that. I don't just want to be strong spiritually. I want to be strong mentally and emotionally too, because God says to love him with all of our hearts, all of our souls, all of our minds and all of our strengths. And I mentioned it before, but that really is being broken down to me in Deborah Folletta's book, Are You Really Okay? And when I look at mental health and emotional health, God wants those areas healthy too. And that's something that we have to take authority over. Don't let your emotions just run wild to where you feel like, well, I just can't help it. That's just how I feel. Or I can't help it. That's just what I think. No, you can take authority over that thing. God has given us authority, not just over diseases, not just over uh, demonic spirits. God has given us authority over our thought life. So stop saying you're not good enough. Stop saying you'll never amount to anything. I don't care who said what to you. Stop repeating that. Change the narrative. Change the narrative and start confessing who you are based on what the word of God says. And when you realize those thoughts are resurfacing again, take authority over them again. Like, God, this is not lining up with your word. Me saying that I'm not good enough, Father, that's not lining up with your word because your word says I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your word says that I'm a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. Your word tells me that you set a table before me in the presence of my enemies, which means that I am yours. I am valued. I am favored. Your word tells me that you'll never leave me nor forsake me. So that lie can't stay anymore. God wants us healthy all around. So as you can see, there's a lot to take care of in this single season. Your spiritual life, your mental health, your emotional health, and even with your physical body. I mean, let's say that you are one of those that say, you know what, for my New Year's resolution, I'm going to get back in shape. Well, y'all, it is January 12th. How are you doing with your goals? Now, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that you won't fall off every now and then, but are you determined to be consistent? With me, I started my fitness, in a sense, journey, if you will, probably back in late 2018, leading up into 2019, if I remember that correctly, or it could have been the latter part of 2017, one of those two. But even though I wasn't... um it's like it was different when I was in high school, you know, because you're in sports and I play volleyball, I play basketball. So it was easy in a sense to have a workout routine uh, because I had, you know, physical education and I was involved in sports. But as I became an adult, you know, and I wasn't as involved, I slacked and I didn't really see the importance of working out, you know, consistently. I was like, I'm okay. You know, I still look, you know, the same as I did in high school or, you know, my weight is fine. But I started to notice, you know, how it is when your clothes feel a little interesting. It's like, wait a minute, that didn't fit the way they used to. So I made the decision, like, you know what? I want to get better at being consistent. And now keep in mind when I felt, you know, the tightness or if I feel like, okay, maybe we need to pull back on, you know, the fries and the burgers, I would do the exercises, but I would probably only do for like three months straight, lose it. And then I would stop. So it was like a stop and go thing for me over the years once I came out of high school and into college. But right as I hit my late 20s, I was like, I need to get better at being consistent, even if it's just three times a week. So I decided to find an exercise program. 
And y'all, you can go to YouTube. There are so many YouTube videos on fitness. You can find your own personal trainer on YouTube. If you're wanting to go to the gym and get a membership, go to the gym and get a membership. But don't let the excuse of not having a gym membership or I don't feel like going to the gym work out at home. You can work out at home. I have been consistently working out at home for the past four going on five years now, give or take, one of those two. And I've seen a change in my body. So God wants us healthy physically too, but not just when it comes to our bodies being in shape. And that doesn't mean you have to be a certain size. Let's get that out of our heads. This is not about being the perfect size six. This is not about having a six pack abs. This is not about, you know, having toned arms. This is about you being healthy for your body weight for your body type. And that's what I learned when I took an aerobics class in college. That was what our instructor told us. And I was so grateful when she said that because I was thinking that way, like maybe, you know, I need to look like this. She was like, no, for your height, this is how much you need to weigh. And for my particular height, I know that my range needs to be between like 110 pounds being the lowest to up to 136 pounds. So as long as I'm in that range, I'm good. So I don't care, you know, (laughs) about anything else. Like, okay, am I in my range? Okay, I'm good. And I like how my clothes fit. I like how it makes, so it, it really does boil down to, okay, do I have the discipline? And if you need a workout partner, ask a friend to go with you to the gym, (laughs) you know, maybe y'all can do a FaceTime thing where y'all working out together and you're watching it from your screen. They're watching it from their screen. You're both watching the same YouTube video. I don't know. But God wants us healthy physically, but also too with rest. Like I said, we're so busy. We're on the go all the time. We barely take the time. We're always in a rush about something. Take the time to rest. And that doesn't necessarily mean going to sleep with a nap. Naps are wonderful, but you know, (laughs) you always have to take a nap. But maybe it's reading a book. Maybe it's just sitting still, (laughs) sitting still for, I don't know, five minutes can can we sit still (laughs) without doing anything without feeling like we have to do something now if you got kids I know this can be challenging but even if you just take 60 seconds and take deep breaths taking deep breaths you know God wants us whole all around so that's a lot for us to deal with that we're responsible for so don't feel like I have to wait on a spouse in order for things to start happening in my life you can do stuff right now to get healthy spiritually your relationship with God to get healthy mentally, emotionally, to get healthy physically. You can work on your purpose, your calling. What what has God called you to do? Ask him. Take some time and ask him, God, what, what are my spiritual gifts? God, what is it that you want me to do? God, what is it that you've called me? God, what is it that you have blessed me with a talent to have that you want me to, to use in this season? And as you work in your purpose, guess what? You're going to meet other kingdom like people who are working in purpose too. I did hear a pastor say that. I think it was Pastor Jerry Flowers who was like, basically, I'm paraphrasing. Like The reason why so many uh, singles feel like I'm lonely, there's nothing to do, is you're, you haven't tapped into your purpose. <laughs> I think he said to a certain degree, uh, marriage or company, in a sense, does not cure loneliness. Your calling does. And that doesn't mean you won't have your low moments. Again, it doesn't mean that you're not going to have an off day. But if you're constantly rehearsing the narrative of I'm alone, I'm alone, I'm alone, there's nobody out there, I'm alone, I'm alone, then you're not focused on your purpose. You're not. So I encourage you to discover what your calling is. Take that time in God's where a lot of churches are on a fast right now. So if God is leading you to fast, then use that time in that fast like and ask him, God, what is it that you want me to do? God, what is it that you've called me to do? God, what are my gifts? 
Maybe you have a gift, but someone talked about it and you put it on the back burner. Maybe God did give you your calling a long time ago, but it didn't work out. Maybe you failed at it or maybe you thought, well, it's not what I thought it was going to be. And you talked yourself out of it. Go back to him and ask him. So this is an actively waiting period, people. An actively waiting period. And I know we don't like to hear it, but I believe her name is Tara Lee Cobble. I heard her speak. And she talks about intentional singleness. And this was a hard pill to swallow. And it's going to be hard for some of us to swallow even now. But God cares more. This is what she said. And it really hit home. God cares more about us being godly and holy than he does about us getting married. And that is me that God doesn't care about you getting married overall. Like if that is something that he has set for your life, then yes. But in terms of that being our life's goal to get married, God's like, no, I want you to be holy. I want you to resemble my son. I want you to imitate Jesus Christ. So in terms of what's ranked on the priority list, our job as believers to make sure is that we're living for Christ, living our godly lives. So yes, marriage is important. Yes, marriage is something that can be a priority, but it's not the ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to live out the word of God, to know God and to make him known to others. So that's one purpose right there for every Christian, to know God and to make him known for others. Now, in terms of what your specific calling is, that's what you need to ask God for because it's going to look different. For some of us, it may be in the writing world. For some of us, it may be in, in entertainment. For others, it may be in education. For others, it may be in law. Maybe God has called you to be a lawyer. Maybe God has called you, I don't know, to be a chef. And you may think, well, how is that going to help? You know, But you have no idea how food can bring people together. <laughs> And God has called you to that and how you cook food. It just, you know, it makes people happy and they're able to gather around the table and they're able to fellowship with one another and encourage one another. So God can use your culinary skills too. So don't despise the gift that he's given you. Don't despise it. Tap into it as you are actively waiting. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, I know sometimes these conversations aren't easy because, again, we want something so bad. It's like, God, why haven't you given it to me? But trust me, I can't remember where I heard this. But I think to a certain degree, the phrase was, if you mind God's business, he'll take care of yours. So in other words, the more you focus on God and what he's called you to do, the more you're going to see him work on your behalf. So take care of God's business and he'll take care of yours. So, Father, thank you for those that are listening right now. Father, I know there are a lot of us that feel the loneliness. They, we, we feel like, when is it going to happen? We feel like we've been waiting for so, 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 so long. And we feel like it's never going to end. But, Father, I pray that we would use this season of being unmarried to wait, yes, but be active in the waiting. So that we're not just sitting, waiting for a person to show up, but that we would get intentional about our spiritual life with you, that we would get closer to you, that we would get intentional about our mental and emotional health, that we'll be healthy from the inside out. It doesn't mean that we'll be perfect, but it means, Father, that we've taken the time to work on ourselves and we're self-aware and we've healed from trauma. We've healed from past wounds. We have forgiven. We're free from bitterness. We're free from anger. And we're in a much healthier place to accept somebody. And that we're whole, Father, physically to where not just uh, physically fit and physically healthy, but that we're resting father and we're not burning out because we're trying to do too many things and we're trying to stretch ourselves and be too many things to too many people. Lord God, father, help us to create boundaries 
Some of us, Father, are too overly involved because we're taking on responsibilities for other people. So, Father, give us discernment on what to get involved in and what we may need to say no to. No, Father, is there's nothing wrong with us saying no. Because if we're too busy doing what you have not told us to do, then we're, then we're leaving behind the things that you have told us to do. And, Father, I just pray that as we use this time, that you will reveal to us our gifts or restore and renew the love for a gift that we have had all along, but never discovered it. Some of us, Father, don't know what we have. Some of us, Father, we, we were never told, you know, how talented we were, how special we were. But Father, we can receive that validation from you today because our validation, our value comes from you, not from people, not from a relationship, not from our job, not from how much money we have. So Father, I pray that we would just refocus on you not to so much care about the quantity, but the quality time. When we're with you, Father, help us to focus that we're not allowing our minds to wander. I'm reminded even now of the hymn, Come Thy Fountain, Every Blessing. And there's a line that says, um, tend to wander, I'm paraphrasing, Lord, but on the essence it says, I know I wander. I know I can wander off from the God I love, but take my heart, Lord, take and seal it, Seal it for thy courts above. So, Father, you know that we're prone to wander no more than a child does when they're in the grocery store with their parent and they're getting distracted by everything that they see and they may fail to see that their parent has walked ahead and they have to catch up. But, Father, I'm thanking you right now that even when we have to catch up, you're still patient, you're still loving, even when we get distracted, even when we don't put you as a priority, Lord. But, Father, I believe, Lord, that there is a generation that loves you with everything that they have and they want to focus on you and we can live a Christ-like life despite living in a sinful world. So Father, I pray that we would just once again refocus, Father, that we would stay in your word, that we would stay in constant communication. Your word says to pray without ceasing. And again, it doesn't mean spending 18 plus hours in the prayer closet, but Father, just talking to you throughout the day, talking to you as we're working out, talking to you as we're cooking, talking to you as we're driving, talking to you, Father, as we're, you know, going back and forth to work, just involving you in our everyday lives, Father. I pray, Lord, that we would start to see transformation from the inside out, that we would resemble and imitate Jesus Christ in the earth, realizing that godliness is our goal, being holy, being set apart, being different from the world. That's our goal. Yes, marriage is beautiful. It's important. Yes, our jobs are important. Yes, the responsibilities that we have, they are crucial. But our number one goal, Father, in life should be to know you and to make you known to other people, that people see Jesus in us, that they see you working through us through the, through the miraculous and the supernatural. Father, that those signs and those wonders, they prick the hearts of others, Father, to ask, what must I do to be saved? How do I get what you have? I want this Jesus that you're talking about. I want this Jesus that you're living for. I want this Jesus that you're putting your trust in and your faith in. How do you have such faith? How, how are you able to do this? Father, let our lives be such a testimony whether we're speaking words or just by living it out, but that it would be such a strong testimony, so solid, Father, so pure, so rich, that the world can't help but ask, what must I do to be saved? So Holy Spirit, I thank you that your sons and daughters, that the body of Christ as a whole, that we are living out the supernatural, that we are loving one another just as you loved us. So as we're actively waiting, Father, I pray that we will not grow weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap. We don't have to settle for less than your best. We don't have to settle for the scraps when you want us to give us, when you want to give us the full buffet. 
And you have so much in store for us, God. You have so much that you want to do through us. And even when we don't quite understand your methods, even when we don't quite understand your plan, I pray we just continue to trust you because if you said it, we believe it. If it's in your word, we believe it. Restore to us, Father, that childlike faith that we'll just believe you no matter what. We don't need proof. We don't need references. We don't, Father, need a a list. We just want to believe you at your word, Father. For those of us that are struggling with belief, help our unbelief. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you're not following the podcast, go ahead and do so. You can also follow the blog at mysingleplus.com. Thank you so, so much for your support. There are more things coming your way. I'm definitely revamping some things in terms of how I want this to go for this year. So I'm definitely praying. Um, But I am still going to be presenting to you all four things keeping you single. That is February 5th. So if you want to get in on that, you can go to mysingleplus.com and go ahead and sign up. There is a pop-up window also for you to get on the mailing list. So once again, thank you. You all have a blessed, wonderful day. Stay safe out there. And I will talk to you all on next time. I appreciate you so, so much. Have a good day. Bye.